This message you're about to listen to is brought to you by Victory Inheritance Ministries, the City of Hope. As you listen, may the Holy Spirit minister to you in the simplicity of the Word of God. First Samuel 17. Magnify him. Magnify him. Magnify my God. First Samuel 17. I read from verse 10 and 11. I want to talk to those of us who are here this evening briefly on what I've captioned. It is for a purpose. It is for a purpose. As a child of God, it's important for you to know that God neither sleeps nor slumber. God has never been weak and will never be weak. God has never been sick and will never be sick. God do not need to work to get money. God created God is money. God don't need to go to hospital. God is healing himself. And for that reason, he's known as the omnipotent, omnipresence, and omniscient. Everything revolves around him and without him nothing exists. And as a child of God, it's important for you to know that your life is engraved in him. It is in him that you live, you move, and you have your being. And so therefore, there are nothing that happens to you that happens to you by chance. Whatever that happens to you, God allowed it. Somebody say, God allowed it. I didn't hear say, God allowed it. And it's for a purpose. We know in parts and we prophesy in parts. Every prophet seek for a prophet. Every pastor seek for a pastor. Every person look for some other person. Nobody knows it all and nobody is perfect as far as this planet Earth is concerned. And so I've come this evening to stir up and to encourage someone that is for a purpose. God allows things around you because he knows that you are not unknowing. And you can never be unknowing. You are limited. John chapter 15, Jesus said, Abide in me, and I will abide in you. And he said it clearly that without me, you can do nothing. It's a principle that can never be erased or be broken. You will understand better. And the Philistines, verse 10, of chapter 1st Samuel 17 and the Philistines said I defy the armies of Israel this day give me a man that we may fight together when Saul Saul is the king take note and all Israel heard those words of the Philistines they were dismayed and greatly afraid run down to verse 23 that same chapter from 23 1 Samuel 17 23 
and as he talked with them, behold, there came up the champion, the Philistines of God, Goliath by name, out of the armies of the Philistines, and spake according to the same words. And David had him. Somebody says for a purpose. And all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled from him and were so afraid for a purpose. And the men of Israel said, Have ye seen this man that is come up surely to defy Israel? Is he come up? And it shall be that the man who killed him, the king will enrich him with great riches. And will give him his daughter and make his father's house free in Israel. That is free from taxes. And David spake to the man that stood by him saying, What shall be done to the man that killed this Philistine? And take it away the reproach from Israel. For who is this uncircumcised Philistines that he should defy the armies of the living God? In, in life, as we journey in life, we encounter diverse things. Some of us started with so many friends around us. It's either your friends has increased from the number you started or it's reduced. Can I assure you there can never be the same number of persons you started with for a purpose. Oftentimes we get carried away by the affairs of this life. And in the journey of life, we are prone to errors and wrong decisions and mistakes. But because God loves us so much that he gave his only begotten son and the blood was shed because of you which you have acknowledged by redemption, you become the property of God and it is his duty to guide you and to protect you. David said in Psalm 23, thou leadeth me. Somebody says for a purpose. Things do not just happen to a child of God because it has to happen. God orchestrates things for his own pleasure and for our own good. There are things that are delayed in your life, but you are troubled of the delay. It is not every delay that is a product of man's error. There are delays that heaven orchestrates because God sees beyond you and understand far more than you do. The apostle says that all things work together for good to them who love the Lord, who are called according to his purpose. There is never an error to a child of God. The Lord went further to say that when the righteous fall seven times that People should not continue mockery because he will rise. But in the principle of the word, his end has come. Now, this is Israel in a battleground before the Philistines. And King Saul 
went with his choicest soldiers, trained military men, to defend their territory, to kill if need be, to secure their nation. And in the battlefront, the leader of their enemy or their opponent showed up and began to defy their God. The Bible said in verse 23 that when he showed up and defied the people of God, that they were so afraid in 23, and that they all began to run away and move backward. But in the midst of it, somebody showed up called David, and according to Bible commentary, was a teenager, untrained in the military, unarmed, has never handled a weapon for war. We know him as someone as a shepherd who was taking care of the sheep. Amazingly, this one that is not trained in warfare or military tactics was the one who stood before Goliath and the Philistines for a purpose. God wanted to prove a lot of things from this incident. Number one, I saw a man whose time is coming very fast. Because there is no reason why his father should send him to come to a place like this. It's like hearing two armed robbers and soldiers are, or police are changing fire. And a father is sending his son to go, go and find out what's going on. It's a war front to his brothers. He's not trained in those tactics. He doesn't know anything about it, but he knows the Lord. And there are things that God has spoken to him in time past that even himself do not even understand what is going on. And so that is why when you are in the agenda and the timing of God, every step matters, every instruction matters, every timing matters to you. His father, his father sent him on errand. It was a normal and ordinary message to him, but it was for a purpose. Somebody say for a purpose. It was time to end the anguish of his family. It was time to prepare him for the throne. It was time to showcase him. And so God caused him to be the one to be here at this time. The soldiers, the Israeli soldiers who are trained, who are supposed to respond back to Goliath, were so afraid and needed someone to encourage them. And the person to encourage them is the armless man, a shepherd, a man that had no weapon. He was rather telling them, what is the price for the man who take care of this man that have defied the armies of Israel? Yet the men who were trained for the battle were never there. God allowed it for his purpose. Even when they tried to put on their military attire on him, the scripture said he could not move, he has not tested it. From here, God tried to let every one of us to know not every warfare is won 
with the weapons of warfare. I can imagine the preparation that was put in place for this battle. To either bring down Goliath, humble the Philistines, or outrun the Israelites. But at the end of it, no single weapon that they went with was used, yet victory was declared. Somebody went down. That's why there was scripture for the year that says, Trust in the Lord and lean not in your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. If you go further, David said to them, I want to let you know that God does not win battles with the weapons of men. That's what he said to them. And the scripture said in verse 42 that when the Philistine looked about and saw David, he disdained him. For he was but a youth and ruddy in a fair countenance. He disdained him. He looked down on him. When God wants to bring a man to a zero point, he put pride in him. You will never see any strength in the person that is before you. Your end is coming already. God has a way of dealing with man. I love Solomon for just one thing. That he sat on the highest throne of Israel with the busy schedules. If none at all, the 1,000 women he has is enough thing to last him to be too busy to look at any person. Nevertheless, in that high throne, he could cast his eyes on ants. Can you imagine how insignificant ant is? Anytime we see ant, we just crush the ant, we chase the ant, we kill the ant. That's why he's called a man of wisdom. Rather than him to chase the ant away, crush the ant, dismember the ant, he rather took time that God must have created the ant for a purpose and for a reason. God, God, don't make mistakes. Everything was created to serve one thing or the other. And so he began to look at the ant and began to study. And that's why he went further to tell us that go to the ant and learn. Go to the ant and learn. For us, there we are. They are unnecessary creation of God. But, so, but for Solomon, they are product of wisdom. He had never, Solomon said, I've never seen where they go to market, where they farm. How do they survive? How do they, they don't have president. How do they organize themselves? How do they break into homes? It's worth studying. Somebody say for a purpose. He disdained him. And that was the beginning of his end. Even when David put, stooped low and picked the five stone, it didn't make sense to him. When he put it on his catapult, is that what they call it? And put it on him, he was still not serious about it. Because what brings out the giant is very tiny. What brings out giants are tiny things. God allowed things. Some of you are going through a process in your life. You have prayed all the prayer. You have trusted God. You have given all that you can give. Give. You have stayed away from anything called evil. And yet, you are not getting the maximum, something commensurate to your lifestyle. It's for a purpose. It's for a purpose. God also wants to prove to you that you don't get what you got 
because you lived well. Is somebody hear what I'm saying? <laughs> Maybe I need to repeat it again. You don't get what you have gotten or what you intend to get because you lived well. That's not the criteria. Living well is personal to you. The Bible says what a man sows is what he reap. If you don't take time to bait yourself, what happens to you? You smell with time. So it's personal to you. It's, good. it's a good business for you to look good. It's for your own self. To serve God is also a choice that you make. It's for your own good. Because very soon you will die in your old age. And then eternity is before you. So it is your own good. When God dropped the rain, he dropped it on both the sinner and those who are righteous. The sun shines on both the sinner and the righteous. As a matter of fact, if you look, take a record of all the presidents of the world, you may not find two or three that is born again, but they are the presidents and they are enjoying the good things of life. So they didn't become president because they are serving God better than you. Neither should you regret your life or living well because it's for your own good. Those who heap from one man to the other, from one woman to the other, are tantamount to get HIV. So it's not something of joy. He said, Oh, all my friends are doing it. Let me do it. You are liable to any of those things. So for not doing it, it's for your own good. For not being a robber, it's for your own good. You will live a peaceful life. You don't need to be afraid when somebody knocks at the door. It's for your own good. When you stay away from crime, you enjoy peace. Even they say police is right. You are not moved because, you know, left and right, you got nothing to commit you. So it's this. You don't lose nothing. So, however, God also wants to prove to you that you are surviving by grace, not for effort. Because there are people that have had contact with people infected and they are not infected. Why there are some, just once, he got it. How do you explain that? So God just wants you to prove to you that we are a product of grace and mercy. King Ahasuerus, is it Ahasuerus, uh, the, queen, the queen that lost his throne? Uh, Vasa. It's, it's not Vasti, you say? It is not about the fact that the lady did not disobey the husband. It's because there is an Esther that must sit on the throne for the purpose of the Jews. For the purpose of the Jews. For the purpose of the Jews. There is an Esther, I repeat, that must, not may, must. And so, Somebody must make mistake. Somebody must make mistake. Okay, let's look at it this way from Hebrew. Let my people go. God told Moses to tell Pharaoh, and he did, Pastor Bosse. And before you know it, he defied God, and God rained darkness in the midst of light. And he cried, said, Please, okay. And God forgive him. Still, he was ardent. He sent frog everywhere to the palace everywhere. He cried. He turned their water. They become blood. He cried. How many times did God do it? So why didn't he? You don't need, you don't need so many examples 
See, Dick Nigel, if you have, if you will believe in me, I don't need, I don't need, I don't need to be flying in the air before you believe me. My feet don't need to be lifted on this air before you say, ah, I believe this man, this man of God. He's a man of God. <laughs> Are you hear what I'm saying? If people don't believe in you, they if cut off your ears and give them. It's not enough. So what am I trying to say? The Hebrews must be liberated because the Bible says, and God had the cry of his people. And so it was time for them to be freed. And for them to be freed, Pharaoh must provoke God. He must provoke God. He must defy God. He must put God in the mind, in the, in the mood. You understand what is called mood? In the mood to, to, to be God. He has to put him in the mood to be God. So when you see some people who can ordinarily not be able to stand where you stand by virtue of grace, mercy, achievement, age, and anything, pointing their hands on you and insulting you, <laughs> you should know that it's for a purpose, that there's something God is working on. Either God is trying to teach you patience or God wants to take away that person. Somebody understand what I'm saying? So I got want to teach you as a person patient. Because only patient can help you at that moment. Imagine Jesus who walked on the water, one unclean sinner spat on him. Just release dirty's spit on him <laughs> and say, Who spat on you? Prophet, prophesy. I mean a man who walked on water. It's either God want to teach patience or God want to kill that person and cause, cause him to overstep his bound. You have a future, very futuristic and very a, a very blissful future. And the scripture has said the rich man has so many enemies. And trust is very important to your future and your end. So God can allow crisis around your life so that some certain person falls away from you and guess what they are going to assemble back in your state of settlement that's how life operates is somebody hearing me they are going to come back to you but God wants to teach you a lesson for the future before they come back he wants to prepare your mind to give you a picture of the people that are coming to embrace you. Hmm? Because anyone who cannot embrace you in your smallness must not be trusted in your largeness. That's the message. God. That's the purpose God was keeping you in the condition he has kept you. And I pray that you learn from it. The lesson is far more better than the pain that you are going through. Oh, I don't know if somebody is here. I don't know if I'm talking to people of the future, people of mine speaking. The lesson, Dickness Julie, is far more important than the pain. The lesson is far more important than the pain. Take note of that. Whatever you are going through now, the Bible calls it light affliction. He says it cannot be compared to the crown that is set ahead of you. For the crown, Jesus endured what? The pain of the cross. 
So you need to understand Sunday that is for a purpose. If in your jumping of bus, somebody can still identify with you as your friend, hold that person very tight. Because when the car comes, so many people will want to overshadow that person who was identifying with you when you were jumping bus. You'll be foolish to embrace those ones who will come around you in your state of settlement, forgetting the man who identified with you when you were jumping your bus. The lesson is better than the pain. That's all that God wants to pass to you. So he allow you to be stressed and to be stretched. And to see how many. They have not even grabbed Jesus. His disciples turned away. Some translations say they turned away at him. Just immediately they laid hand. And they suddenly saw he did not disappear. As usual. They said no. We thought. This is not what we thought. And they left. And as the intensity increases, the disciples were dropping for a purpose. Now, Peter, who followed him to the very end, we call it, we boasted. No, he didn't boast. That was, that was his level, just like El Mustafa would tell us that even if at Abacha's death, if he come back today, he will still repeat what he repeated, his loyalty to him. That's, that's a man speaking, and he's saying it as he feels as a human being. Peter was not lying when he said he would not sit here and watch Jesus being defied on his way to, to Jerusalem. He was not. He's been loyal, committed to his master. However, God also wanted to prove to him, according to what John recorded in chapter 15, when he said, abide in me and abide with me, for without me you can do nothing. Now, so the Lord was trying to make him know that leave your, what you are saying. Whatever you say, if it's not backed up by me, it's vain. What you are saying, you are saying it in what Englishman call under normal circumstances. Under normal circumstances, you will do well. There's nobody that will not do well under normal circumstances. Israel, I say Israel, Ezekiel, if you are put in a, a house that is fully air conditioned, as hit the doors outside, you will sleep well. Before you wake up in a house, your breakfast is ready, your lunch is ready. That's called normal circumstances. A car to move you to where you are moving to. There is no way you will just, crime will come in your head. You start thinking crime. Crime for what? What is crime for? It's not for comfort. For people who are doing it, let me be better. Let me be this. But now you have all those things. There's no way you can steal. You cannot. But let the AC stop working. Because there is no money to pay. Not that there is no AC. AC is there. But never cut light. You cannot pay for a bill. Then suddenly the breakfast become, it move from breakfast to lunch. Brunch. From breakfast to brunch. For brunch, the quality of the brunch drop. And it start dropping. Heat now start doing you. You know, when you live over the sea, they, had, they hardly wash their clothes. Where are you going to get heat? I've, I've, I've stayed with most of these people, and I find out why the white man really don't take their baths. Because what are you bathing for? 
I'm telling the truth. You can wear one dress for the whole day. You won't even know anything. Because the heat is too much. You are adding more to what you have. But now when heat starts coming on you, your dress will get dirty and you start washing. So you see, it's not expensive to maintain such life. <laughs> then suddenly, you now discover that evil, you can think of evil. Huh? Because there are some of us that we are very fast in condemning people. Very fast in writing off people. Why do you do that? Because your, your circumstances is favorable. Look at him. Look at her. He's following men. He's, he's stealing. He's doing this. He's doing that. It's because your circumstances is favorable. He never say man is a thief until you give him an opportunity to steal. Nobody is good until you give that person an opportunity to do bad. And if he didn't do it, then you say he's a good person. Is somebody hearing me? It's for a purpose. Sometimes God allows you to commit. When you commit, you now look at yourself and say, Now me do this, and it's you. God allowed you so that you can know without Him. You can do not. You are living by grace, you are surviving by mercy. So that it can breed you your mouth of condemnation that you use on people to run down others. I mean, if you're sincere, that's why Jesus looked at them. He said, If you know you have no sin, cast the first stone, and Jesus turned his back. Left them to their conscience. Can you just imagine if it was not Jesus? They all carry stone, stoning that woman. And they will stone her to death. Yet they, they had more guilt. They are guilty of more than the woman. People can be that wicked. But the man of righteousness pricked their conscience and the thing was hitting them like tornado. One after the other, they were dropping their stone and they were good. So whatever it is that you are going through now in your life is for a purpose. But most importantly, like I said, the pain, the excruciating pain that you are going through should never be compared to the lesson the master wants you to learn from it. Never you forget men and women who identify with you in your smallness. I keep saying that because you are going to suddenly grow. And when you grow, you won't look for people. People look for you. It's a natural thing. It's a natural thing. It's a natural thing. <laughs> we attended the program during the week. Yeah, my family, the vice president was in that program. It was organized by a pastor. Pastor is uh, Akali uh, Kasali uh, Foundation Faith Church or something like that, right? He's the chairman of Nigerian uh, Pregmage Board. Pregmage Board, he's the chairman. And he got that position because of the relationship he has with Oshibanjo. When he was not the vice president, when he was like any other pastor. So today, he organized, no matter how little the program is, that little church in Sulere, the vice president comes because they have accepted themselves when there was nothing to celebrate about them. I don't know who I'm talking to. 
It's called relationship in our smallness. When we wear one t-shirt and we are not ashamed of ourselves. All the week. So when you finally enlarge or blow, let nobody envy you that you can walk into the villa without stress or without pass. You didn't just start walking it. It started some years back. So how come he maintained his relationship with Osibanjo all these years, even when they are really nothing about him? For a purpose, for a day like this, for a moment like this. Now people want to assess the VP through him. It happens for a purpose. So when God brings some certain people in your life as a sensitive Christian, just know that God has sent them. Ask God, what is the reason for this? What's the reason for this relationship? Why are you bringing this person my way? Why are you bringing that person my way? That's what you should be concerned about. Every messenger has a message. The message is more important to you than the messenger. Very important. It was a message that killed Uriah, not the messenger. What was written in that letter he carried was what killed him, and not him who was the messenger. It's important for you to get to know. It will help you, stabilize you, give you hope, and give you future. To know that everything that happens around you happens for a purpose and for a reason. And as a child of God, you must patiently wait on God to bring to fulfillment that which he has designed for you. Life has, God has concluded our life. All we are doing is a process. There's no addition to it. He said, say to the righteous, it is well. That means that everything is fine for you. Everything we're going through a process that you have to align yourself in line with God's word as 15 chapter of God's, the gospel of St. John have said. Read that whole gospel. It talks about abiding. If you are in me, I, I'm in you. Forget it. You have made the principle of life. It's a matter of time. It will shine. But if you disconnect from me and then decide to walk with your senses, and that's what Proverbs talks about, leaning not in your own understanding, which is what a lot of us are doing. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will give you direction in life. It's for a reason. It's for a purpose. It's for a reason and it's for a purpose. So that you can know, know how to pick out the genuine people and the fake people in your life. Everyone does not stand stress. So sometimes God gives you stress so that the fake people can fall out of your life. Sometimes God allows you to make mistakes so that you can see the reactions of the people who are around you. Who will condemn you like they condemned that woman? Or who will come and say, neither do I condemn you, but don't do it again. God allows things for a reason. For a reason. You will be so shocked that if something negative is attached to happen to you, the reactions of 50, 15 of your friends or 10 of your friends, 
The people you call, your reactions, I mean, without you being there, if there's a way there will be a video, to video their response, you will be so shocked what their response will be. That's enough to kill someone. But God allows it for a reason. Make that mistakes. Fake news can be, can be carried at any time over your head. And it's important, it's not about the fake news. If you're a wise man, get to know what your friends are saying, how they are responding to the fake news. Because there is a future and there is a tomorrow. And so God, in safeguarding you and giving you a good landing in your future, he has to allow you to make mistakes in your now. And so that you can look at the response of the people. Goliath need to thunder from heaven to Saul to know that what he has is chicken-fisted men on uniform. Who are the voice? Not bullets. He didn't shoot. Oh. He didn't throw arrow. He didn't raise the leg. He just talked. Give me one man. Everybody ran away. Including <laughs> Saul himself. Now I just see that you're alone. You don't have people around you. God allowed that for a purpose. Why they are falling away in distrust. David is showing up in preparation for the throne for him. God allowed it for a purpose. If you remember nothing, the lesson is more important than the pain. What God is saying to you in what is happening around you is what you should be concerned about and not the pain because the pains are temporal. But the lesson, you need it for eternity. Rise on your feet, everyone. We hope you've been blessed by this message. To experience more, visit us on Wednesdays by 6.30pm and Sundays 8.30am at Victory Inheritance Ministries, Plot 25, Block A, Kusela Road, Ikate, Elegushi Waterfront, Fort Roundabout, along Konoyo Gas Station, Lekki, Lagos, Nigeria. Or follow us on Facebook at Victory Inheritance Ministries, or you can email us at vimministries at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. God bless you.